All right, everyone, welcome back. This is Ryan Selkis, and you're listening to Masari's Unqualified Opinions, where each week I interview crypto's top builders, investors, and personalities to discuss the key trends in the industry. You can discover more about Masari at masari.io. But for now, let's get right into the episode. It's going to be a good one. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Voyager. Trading cryptocurrency can be tough. I'm not just talking about making smart crypto investments. I'm talking about simply finding the right places to trade. Whether it's a lack of liquidity on key trading pairs, the risk of having your account shut down or coins compromised, or just feeling like a second-class citizen versus the exchange's accredited clients, the deck can feel stacked against you and other retail investors. That's why I'm excited to tell you about a brand new trading platform that just launched called Voyager. Voyager is a fast, 100% commission-free trading app, no bullshit, that helps you trade over 20 cryptos. Best part, Voyager is a licensed crypto broker, so you don't have to worry about your account getting terminated or losing access to coins you want to trade. Their new iOS app is crazy fast and routes your trades to a network of exchanges so you can get unmatched access to the crypto market and a better price on your trades without having to create multiple exchange accounts and take on that burden yourself. So check it out today. Sign up at investvoyager.com slash Masari to earn $25 worth of free Bitcoin when you download the Voyager iOS app and register. This podcast is presented by BlockWorks Group, one of the top blockchain events and media production companies I've worked with. For exclusive content and events that could help you with insight into the crypto and blockchain space, check them out at blockworksgroup.io and you will not be disappointed. What's, What's up, up, everyone? everyone? Welcome, Welcome back. We've got, got another Unqualified, unqualified Opinions. With, with, sorry, I'm Ryan Selkis at 2BitIdiot. Uh, really, really excited for this episode. episode. That we've rescheduled two or three times now. I think some of it on, on our side, some of it on your side, but uh, this is with uh, Matt Longo, who's the founder and CEO of Thesis, the parent company of two really interesting uh, applications and projects um, Fold App and Heap, uh, which is the creator incubator, uh, you know, one of the major players in TBTC, which is a um, uh, I think we're going to talk quite, quite, quite a bit more, more about uh, because it's uh, basically tokenized Bitcoin on Ether, uh, which, which uh, is, is definitely a hot topic of conversation, uh, especially the last couple of months since it launched. But we're going to cover a lot, um, but first of all, um, Matt and I have known each other for a few years, and we've, we've met at two very different, uh, very fun times. Uh, well, on, on one, one hand, hand uh, we, we met in the very depths of the last bear market. market. The, the bad one, not, not the November the uh, fake, fake, fake bear market. market. The, the, the real bear market, market where things dipped to $150, uh, and, and, and I think we smoked a cigarette outside of the venue. That's basically all anybody was like. I sad conference. I don't even smoke cigarettes, but it was like, you know what, fuck this, man. Uh, I thought I was going to shit myself a cigarette. I was pretty new. It felt great to me. Everyone else was depressed. Buy the dip. If you followed your own advice, it would be a good thing. And then the other more recent fun one. Matt, I would probably wager as one of the most flexible people in the industry. Not just in terms of agility. We're going to talk about some of the some of the different projects that they're working on. Um, but, but this man, man uh, I, I got, got roped into, into doing yoga at Crypto Springs um, during one of the morning sessions, and I am not one of the most flexible guys in the world. 
Uh, this guy's a stud. So. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to leave with Yoke. I would have prepared for this. Oh, well, you, know, you know what? I mean, this isn't a live stream, so we're not going to act like bust out in or anything. But um, anyway, uh, Matt's a great guy. Uh, super exciting projects that actually um, solve some, some pretty hard problems and, and, and have gotten some excitement about actual utility versus just future potential promise uh, in terms of scalability or new dynamic platform. These, These are things, things that I think folks are using. So we're, we're going to get into all that. Um, Matt, Matt, that's, that's a, a long introduction. introduction. Yeah. But I want to hear your side of, uh, of the story and like how, how we got to this point, uh, what, what, what your evolution has been within this industry and even before that, how did you kind of get to where we are today? Well, I mean, first, thanks for having me. That was I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, where should we start? So, so I guess, guess you know, a quick repackaging of uh, where I came from. So I started working on Fold. That was 2014. Um, before that, I've a uh, startup guy, CTO. Um, I think I had maybe a year of regular employment out of college before I just couldn't take some else, kind of being the boss. So uh, I'd already, I'd worked in ed tech for a little while, worked in uh, a little bit of ad tech, which I didn't really love. Um, and then I got into this space and I was like very, you know, in 2014, we were all about like banking the unbanked. And I, that's, that is 100% why I got into crypto. Um, so since then, things have shifted quite a bit, obviously. I think, um, you know, it has been much longer than I'm proud of that I've actually even used crypto on my mobile device, which is like terrible. Um, but yeah, so, so that's why I got in for the usual idealistic reasons. Um, and, and then, then I think, think I think the narrative is like you know I did the Bitcoin thing I uh, I still love it like my heart is still in it uh, we were on the on the losing side of of the Civil War um, back in the day but we kind of we opted out of a lot of the you know Segwit two X and when things got really hairy we just opted out I, it, it didn't feel right um, I was we being at the time we being fold. the company Fold yeah yeah so um, what is Fold yeah so Fold is an in store payment app. Um, and originally, it was it was literally buy coffee with Bitcoin, right? So it was exactly what people said we shouldn't be doing with Bitcoin. Um, and so, you know, we, we we took off. It was going well. People were excited to spend Bitcoin. Uh, obviously, this was it was during a bear market. So it was a great time. People wanted to get rid of their Bitcoin, right? And um, but then as things shifted. I, you know, I remember having this conversation with Adam back, who was telling me like about how great Segwit was, and I was saying, you know, if we could really just please give me some more block space. And he was like, no, 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 it's great. And I said, no, no, I know, I'm an engineer and I agree, it's great, but literally I do coffee on chain, please. Um, so I think we just had this experience where we built this entire startup on top of a chain that really wasn't built to support payments natively. Um, what, would, what would you say to the, uh, the criticism that well, well, that was an unrealistic expectation. You, you probably, probably don't need Bitcoin security. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally true. true right? yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, so, so don't get me wrong. For months, I was like very bothered uh, because I just said, why, why can't, why are we sacrificing all these businesses? Why are we sacrificing what felt like adoption um, for like these sort of like, it felt kind of like, I mean, I'm an engineer by trade. It felt like uh, bike shedding a little bit. Like, why are we not doing this? And it took me a long time to understand that it is more important to show that we are resilient to political 
attacks mm -hmm. uh, than it is to support five dollar pins yep. on chain. So, so yeah, yeah whether, whether or not um, we need the security of Bitcoin to do that, it's not it's not about whether you need it. It's whether you can pay for it. And in our case, can we pay for it now? We don't want to pay on chain fees for for coffee. Um, but anyway, it was a big, big, big learning, and I think for me, I, it was, uh, I'm not going to say a humble pie, but definitely my philosophy had to evolve a bit uh, and realize, like, okay, maybe the store value idea and the censorship resistance idea is more important than I thought it was. Yep. Um, so you mentioned uh, it was a turning point for you in terms of uh, moving on. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so this is 20... 2016, conversations again in earnest, yep. the blocks start to fill up in 2017. Yep. Um, it, it becomes clear that there's going to be um, a very strong disagreement after consensus 2017 yep. in New York when yep. the group of NYAG is coming together. And then all of a sudden, uh, no one really paid attention at first to the Bitcoin cash fork. That's right. Um, and, and this happened in, in early August. When when did you um, start to flip the switch and, and, and move on, as you say? Was, was well, it around so the time? This is really interesting because you say flip the switch, but just to be clear, we never touch Bitcoin Cash. We still have never touched Bitcoin. Sure, but, but in terms of your attention. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, 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 I, I, so for me... Did you wait until October? Yeah, so, so I actually have evidence of folks who kept using our service with $30 transaction fees, buying $5 coffees. And so actually, it went on a lot longer than you would expect. And, um, and I think... You know, I think... Were those just the folks that were doing this under protest? I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. I just didn't even... If you see someone doing something like that, you don't even want to ask. You're like, just please keep paying me, you know? But, like, um, no, you know, I think it was... I wouldn't say my attention shifted so much. as It was a little bit of a depression. It felt very much like I was, like, passed out. Like, oh, you guys don't care about my use case. Because it wasn't... I think that I need all of Bitcoin for this to work. It was, please don't do this without an alternative. Lightning wasn't ready at the time, you know, and I mean, some, you know, some people would say it's not ready today. I strongly disagree, but, um, uh, but there wasn't something else. And it's funny because looking back, if I had had the right mindset a little bit earlier, you know, we could have done like some really cool stuff with payment channels a long time ago. And most of us wouldn't have had these issues. Like Fold could have been a simple unilateral payment channel wallet and we wouldn't have had any issues. But because we were so focused on on the apps and, and being on chain, we didn't even look at it. So it's like there was no reason to wait for Lightning, but we just, you know, you look at, um, people were complaining about like Coinbase not funding protocol development and kind of all these players. You know what, it's totally true. Most of us could have improved scalability a lot earlier and we just didn't take the time to learn. And the, and the irony is that for all the flaws, the ICO boom solved that, right? right? It, 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 it capitalized open source development. That's true. That's true. If you're, if you're taking the last half full yep. mindset and you assume good intentions from that. That is so rosy, but yes. No, I, uh, uh, no, I know you're not. For 99% of sure. Maybe not 99. 90%. That, that was not the reason. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. But but for, for a certain percentage, it yeah. basically solidified a, a multi-year roadmap. Um, it gave them the ability to ship a, sure. a, a, a actually useful profile. Yeah, right? yeah of course. Um, so, uh, and, and we're going to get to keep it in a minute. Sure. But, um, when, um, 
you know, yeah, as, as you have thought, thought about what to do next, you heard from Hayes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it never it shut down, down Fold. No, it didn't shut down Fold. Um, because we're not the ones paying the fees. Yeah. Right. So, so what happened was, I actually, you know, I was thinking about the timeline. My attention really shifted in January. Um, so so January 17, actually. So um, I, you know, we started to see craziness. Um, not the full craziness that we would see later in the year, but uh, we started to see, um, I think that I like, I had, I bought, I bought some ether way back when and, you know, noticed when that happened. Um, but really, we got to this point where we were ramen profitable with Fold, and because we were doing everything on chain, and because of a million other reasons that actually have very little to do with Bitcoin, it did not look like it was going to take off the way we wanted anymore. Everything had kind of stalled. So what I started looking at is we've got this point where we can maybe consider decentralizing our business model. So this is actually something that we started um, like way back in the Mastercoin days. People are always hitting us up. Can you? Can you do this, that, or the other? And you know, um, the tech wasn't there, and also most of the efforts weren't good faith. But we talked about can we take our um, our gift card market that we're using in the background to give people these discounts, and can we actually just be an app on top of it and not actually deal with any of that business? So I started looking at doing that on Ethereum, and what really surprised me is like, yes, the answer is yes. We were actually it, it was fairly straightforward to uh, to prototype this thing where you could buy and sell gift cards on Ethereum and then fold with this app on top and it could do the Bitcoin and the payment side. Um, but the one thing that was missing was uh, confidential access to these gift card numbers, right? So like they're basically a poor man's private, very poor man's private key. Um, and if you if someone takes a screenshot or something, they can abscond with the funds. So I started digging into this and I went from sort of like. Oh my gosh, I don't know how to work on Bitcoin scalability to deep and applied cryptography problems. Um, and I mean, I guess it fit my background. So I was way down this rabbit hole trying to solve this problem for our project. And uh, my co-founder Corbin tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, you know, this is probably more helpful to the rest of the space than just this one problem. So that's actually what started to keep uh, later in 2017. And, and, and so, so to be clear, clear the, the, the the kind of one-liner for Keith yeah. and, and, and the goal for the yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you have the TBTC project, yeah. project that's, that's not that's one application. Yeah, it's one application. Yeah. yeah. So so usually we say, oh, it's uh, it's it's private storage on the public chains, a private competition on public chains. But actually, internally, we have something a lot pithier, which is like uh, kill all private chains. So, so um, private and permission solution shouldn't exist. It's, it's just a failure of imagination that people haven't moved all this stuff to public chains. And uh, so that's what keeps us focused on, one of the two pillars that we're missing, missing scalability and privacy. Um, what's different about it is people are like, oh, snarks, financial privacy, that's where everyone goes, like dark net markets. But it's actually a lot more like, how can a smart contract custody a social security number or a password? How can you do decentralized signing or key recovery? Um, so, so it's a little bit less less, uh, less uh, <laughs> flashy, I guess, I guess than, than, than financial privacy, privacy and a little bit less controversial. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, on top of that, you can do all sorts of things, it turns out. What are, uh, who are some of the other folks who are working on this particular problem? Yeah, so if you look at, uh, like a recent one is like Arbitrum, uh, if you look at New Cypher is working on kind of a subset of this problem, Arbitrum is working on a subset of this problem. Um, I think, I think the part, part that we're focused on is uh, autonomous privacy. privacy. So, um, what do you need to do to replace Equifax? What do you need to do to replace kind of like any sort of clearinghouse or third party institution? Mm -hmm. um, 
and then a lot of these guys are working more on user focused privacy, which is a little bit different. Um, your your roadmap for keep uh, help, help me understand and, and sure. help folks understand yeah. where TBTC came in. Why, why was that yeah. a good initial application? Sure. Um, versus just being a little bit flashier. Yeah, like, yeah. And, it almost, it almost seems, seems like, like a third business. business. Yeah, yeah it, it, does. it does. And I think <laughs> internally we're having that discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sunset yeah. that. It's not all yeah. 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 Well, so, so, so first, let me be clear. Fold is not sunset. Quite the opposite. It's doing quite well. We don't need to get into it. But yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So we've got a lot of brands that we're juggling right now, right? So... So, so you build, build you build a platform, platform right? And, and in this like raging bull market, like people will just build on it because they don't know what they're doing, doing and they're experimenting. But, but then it's not the bull market anymore. anymore. Remember the deep depths of a crypto winner just a few months ago? So like when we saw that shift, we had talked about, um, actually back in 2017, we had talked about a, a, a Bitcoin bridge. I always thought another team would do it though and build it on top of our work. Um, and so, you know, when the market started to cool down, there weren't as many developers just sticking around, and I figured, well, maybe they should, uh, maybe we should just build the first app ourselves. So that's what got me interested in the first place, and then, um, and then a couple folks, uh, Charlie Noise in particular, a couple folks trolling me on Twitter who knew that we had this tech just kind of poked us into finally exploring it. Um, my goal, though, is it, is it built directly on Keep? It is. It's built directly on Keep. So uh, all of the signings. How does it work, and why? Why do you? use this bridge is, is such a critical piece of uh, yeah. yeah well there's kind of a there's a couple pieces a couple ways to take it there's like the bitcoin first way and the ethereum way right so if you're if you're an ethereum today you're looking at maker and you're like oh maker's not growing maybe we need more collateral maybe we need access to more customers and for some people the answer is security token touch i think they're total nonsense um but whoop but for other people the answer is uh is bitcoin and so um so i mean part of it is like um Decentralized finance, well, what was the first DeFi product? Bitcoin, right? It would be very nice if I could, uh, instead of selling my Bitcoin, uh, get to get at that equity to buy a house. It'd be nice if I had products like that. But unless you were a high roller, it's quite difficult to get that sort of contract written. Uh, and, and as someone who is not and who uh, bought a house recently, like uh, I, I finally found like a crypto-friendly uh, lender. And, uh, and what that meant was they said, oh, you have crypto, cool, sell it, come back in 30 days and we'll forget we had this conversation. Like, okay, so clearly there's like a bunch of pieces missing in, in the Bitcoin financial tools story that I think we can solve with something like this. Um, and then on the other side uh, is like, yeah, people wanna, wanna lend their crypto and um, I'm sure BlockFi is great and I have nothing bad to say about their team in particular, but you know, We've seen Gox. We've seen like, are we really going to keep playing the same record over and over? Um, and so, a system like this lets you get some of that those financial tools without suffering uh, single custodians. What is T So T is for tether. Ha! What is T for? Uh, so the on the repo, I think. What do we call it? Trustlessly threshold tokenized Bitcoin. The T is just a T. I don't know why. It's just a T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. No, I just like that people have to ask. The other thing is like, uh, so some folks use TBTC for testnet BTC. And so, um, and I think, I guess they just assumed that they didn't know that. No, like I've been doing this for a while. I know that. It's just that uh, you shouldn't have a ticker 
for for a testnet coin, like you're asking people to get scammed if you get a special ticker. And this is a long debate, but uh, and so also we just took the name because I thought uh, you guys should really call testnet a different network. It's an opportunity to be an advocate a little bit. So, yeah. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Voyager. Trading cryptocurrency can be tough. I'm not just talking about making smart crypto investments. I'm talking about simply finding the right places to trade. Whether it's a lack of liquidity on key trading pairs, the risk of having your account shut down or coins compromised, or just feeling like a second-class citizen versus the exchange's accredited clients, the deck can feel stacked against you and other retail investors. That's why I'm excited to tell you about a brand new trading platform that just launched called Voyager. Voyager is a fast, 100% commission-free trading app, no bullshit, that helps you trade over 20 cryptos. The best part? Voyager is a licensed crypto broker, so you don't have to worry about your account getting terminated or losing access to coins you want to trade. Their new iOS app is crazy fast and routes your trades to a network of exchanges so you can get unmatched access to the crypto market and a better price on your trades without having to create multiple exchange accounts and take on that burden yourself. So check it out today. Sign up at investvoyager.com slash Masari to earn $25 worth of free Bitcoin when you download the Voyager iOS app and register. Where, uh, where, where do you hope most of the activity is for, for, for TBC? So, so yeah. what, what, what's, what's been some of the early pickup? Yeah, there yeah. Are, there are dozens of projects now working on bridges, yeah, on interoperability, on uh, synthetic assets. Yeah. Um, and many of them, that the focus is on interstate coins or, 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 or BTC. Yeah. Because those yeah. are just the DDS yeah. pools. The only chance that matter right now are Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, in terms of actual economic utility, right? Um, so I like the story of this is me coming back to Bitcoin. And uh, I think that's very clean. It fits with where our teams come from. So I would like to see, I would like to convince, I guess, Bitcoiners to check out Maker and and to and to, uh, collateralize some DAI. I'd like to see them, uh, you know, actually lend on Compound. So for me, like that's kind of the holy grail. Is if I can convince um, some of my favorite Maxi friends to actually try this product and 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 kind of separate Bitcoin the network from Bitcoin the asset, which can be on any network, um, that'll that's success for me. So that's what I'm most excited about. You know, realistically, I imagine it'll be people in the middle who are multi-corners quietly um, who will try it first. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I, think I think that's safe. Uh, where, where are you spending lines your time? Still on Keep? Yeah, I mean, it's it's frankly, it's on TBTC. So most of my team is focused on TBTC. We can't stop work on Keep because it's the underpinning, right? But it's also, uh, like, V1 is just, we're just... Private testnet, how many days will this go without breaking? It's kind of the loop that we're in right now. Um, so, yeah, most of our work is on TBTC. Uh, and then, you know, just to tie the loop from earlier, um, Fold, you know, we waited long enough and we sort of let it uh, do its thing long enough that we actually found a new team. Uh, will Reeves is the new CEO of Fold and a new set of investors. They've, they've pivoted now. Lightning is ready. And uh, and so they pivoted and spun out their own company. So it's been a it's been a, a good story for them and one less thing that I have to worry about. So great. great. So, um, so keep is kind of the, the foundational layer for a lot of what you're building with TBTC. What is the 
um, roadmap, roadmap look like? like where, where does the keep network and keep token? Yeah, yeah. So it is ERC twenty. Yeah. So the basic idea is we need people to do all the signing in the middle. We need people who uh, who are actually going to stake in the service and, and make the network run. Um, so we're an early proponent of work tokens. Um, it's nothing super fancy. We need a validator set. Uh, the validator set is a CRC20. Um, a couple like design principles for me, I do not see any value whatsoever in a payment token on Ethereum. Um, I mean, unless it's you know a stable coin or has some very particular thing that you're trying to peg to, what's the point, right? So for us, Keep is just a way to select uh, folks who are trustworthy, and then if they're not, make sure that they're not part of the network anymore and slash them. Who, um, who's, who's the, the target validators? Is this going to be individuals? Well, companies? so I mean, I think everyone in this space who's doing something like this used to say individuals, and now we're like, oh, the Cosmos validators. Set. <laughs> because, you know, there aren't that many that are strong. And uh, so, I mean, realistically, what I need, what I need, so actually not realistically, what I need as a founder of this network is I need as many jurisdictions represented as possible and as many independent economic actors as possible. So that has to mean at least some people staking at home. It cannot just be everyone uses AWS and then like, you know, AWS has an issue and TBTC is not a stable bridge anymore. That's not acceptable. So, um, so I'm sort of like shooting for pretty wide distribution. That's tough, though, in this market right now. So uh, we're playing with some things. Um, in in reality, you think it would be the staking services? And I well, yeah, we've already started working with three of them. Um, you know, I I haven't leaned toward any of the. So we're not talking to anyone who's a huge central custodian. Rather, we're focusing on staking as a service because at least they're representing different economic interests. Um, and then as 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 we go to mainnet and mature, like part of it is just I also don't have the resources, right? So I can talk to maybe ten staking companies, and they'll actually help you make sure your docs are in a good spot. Versus like, you know, trying to help someone stake at home with like a few thousand dollars that they had under the couch. Like the bar is much higher for a consumer product. So my dream would one day be to allow that, but it's it's going to be a bit. Uh, what does the timeline look like? for actually taking this to me. Yeah. You said, you know, basically yeah. two months after it stopped breaking on testnet. Yes, yes, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, yeah. So, yeah, so I think, uh, what are, what are some so, so, so public testnet, because there's really not a lot more milestones for key. Mm -hmm. um, so public testnet is a score. Um, I've said it on live. Um, and so that's the big one, is public testnet and audits. Uh, if the audits are clean, I'll be incredibly surprised, because like, when does that happen? Um, but you know that it's going to depend on the severity. I expect that it'll be Q1. Um, TBTC, I also am trying to get to testnet. I don't know if we'll be ready to open source at this quarter. Keep though, will be public testnet and open source. So we're, we're talk, ready to go. Let's talk a little bit about the audit process. Here. Yeah, this sure. is something that um, I think for the lay person is a little bit of a black yeah, box, yeah. right? Um, what what does that process entail? There are a couple of household names yeah. uh, within crypto sure. where you yeah. see their logo and you're like, oh, if you, you know, right. work with Trellavis or Open yeah. or, yeah, or, 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 or Zeppelin or yeah. and, and but what does the process actually look like? So right? and, and yeah. how do you go about both selecting the technical auditors, sure. um, divvying up the work? Yeah. Um, 
you get the same problem sets, the same groups. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I'll tell you about the parts that I know about now. And, and spend goes yeah. into this because yeah. I think it's a. Yeah, these are the real picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's true. I mean, luckily the market's a little bit more reasonable than it was, but I, but yeah, it's now it's it's a serious undertaking. So I'll tell you about the parts that I know. I haven't done, you know, I've been involved in audited works before, but I've never run the whole process. So for me, we're in selection right now, um, and what I'm looking for is, on the one hand, I'm interested in someone who can be a partner, but on the other hand, you want someone who has a reputation is going to publish their findings regardless of how you feel about it. You know, so like the best auditors, they don't care if it makes your project look bad. They're gonna publish either way. Um, so that's like, you know, it's kind of a scary thing. It's a really vulnerable thing when you've been doing this thing in private. Um, but for me in particular, what I'm looking at is, you know, we have some applied crypto that needs extra attention. So um, a team like Zeppelin is renowned for smart contracts. But we also need someone who can look at side channel attacks and kind of really in the guts. Um, trail of bits is interesting. Uh, lease authority is interesting. Um, and, and I think we're just going to find out who who's the most excited about the project. So. Mm -hmm. um, when, um, when, when you think about all the boxes, you have to check getting the mainnet. You know, audit yep. is one of them. Yep. Um, just the general system design. Yeah, now, sure. You've, you've got TBTC out now, yeah. um, which which is certainly helpful to kind of bruise you know, where, where you're focusing yeah. time and energy and there is actual um, demand here for this particular uh, network. Um, how, um, how do you think about uh, particularly being a US-based company? Yeah. We are US-based, right? We are US-based. Well, um, I should say keep is Cayman, but the parent company is U.S. and so, so I'm thinking about U.S. So, regulators. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so how have you thought about um, that process of actually coming live? Yeah. And, so, and distributing the tokens and making sure that um, sure. in this post, you know, settlement rules that yeah. right now where there seems to be a little bit more clarity, but you know, yeah. some teams are still getting pigeonholed down the. Yeah, it's, so it's tough. It's 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 obviously super tough to to find the right line, and I and I don't even just mean it. Like even in this conversation, it's like hard to find the line. But I think um, the way that I look at all of this is we've always been a very uh, actually a pretty conservative team. So I would like to. I feel like if we do our jobs, if we if we um, are in a if we are in a jurisdiction that values free speech, truly values free speech, um, we should be able to do our job and be fine. Um, and so sometimes that means uh, not dumping on the public. Like this is pretty obvious stuff. Sometimes that means not selling people things you can't deliver. That's of course, that's, that's obviously what you should be doing ethically regardless. Um, so I think a lot of that is just like, this was clearly bad behavior and this are already removed. Um, but the other thing that I'm looking at is just making sure that um, that we. God, it's so hard to choose your words perfectly for this question. <laughs> I mean, it's you know. So what's the advice you get? The advice you get is some, from some people, it's engage early, engage regulators early. Um, I think isn't that, isn't that kind of fucked up? Though? It you're is trying, very you're, you're fucked trying, up. You're trying, to deliver, you're trying to do the right thing, and you're yeah. like, I'm trying to. Uh, um, we're working on this novel technology in some yeah. environment. We're trying to do things on the up and up, yeah. but um, I can't even fucking speak yeah. without worrying. That no, no, it's someone, it's someone no. from this is from the central planning is, is going to turn around and because I misspoke once while trying to be helpful, right? 
It's, this is the definition of chilling, yeah. right? <laughs> like the fact that I am struggling to even talk to you about this is so messed up. I mean, we're in a soccer right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that makes any difference, honestly. But um, no, I mean, I think the answer is look. Unfortunately, it is hard for me to even answer questions about this safely. It's hard for me to advise teams. It's hard for us to even talk about best practices in the space safely, right? And people can say engage early, but actually that means you're going to get an action early. You're at their mercy. That's right. And you could have invested. We have no idea how, like, how much money you put in or effort you put into this project. And then someone just says no. And frankly, one of the things that gets me, um, there's a good tweet the other day with something like, uh, uh, you know, maybe Bitcoin is just this like trick to get like uh, libertarians to love the SEC. Yeah. Um, which is very clever, but uh, you know, it's like um, it's a difficult line to walk, and I think a lot of folks in the space, especially early, were so ideological. Like I remember some of the things I've heard people say about these regulators, and I just sort of raised my eyebrow because I was new to the space, and I was like, I mean, clearly, you're in the U.S., and you're going to have to follow these laws, or you're going to find out the hard way, one way or the other. So you need you need to comply. Um, from my perspective. We're in a jurisdiction, well, I, I can't speak as much about Japan, but in the U.S., we're in a jurisdiction that values free speech. And if you're not um, profiting off uh, the masses, you're usually in a pretty good spot. So that's my, um, it's not that hard to comply kind of, kind of bit. It, like, yes, yes, it's yes, difficult yes, to no. know where the line so, is, yes, but. Yes, yes and no, and, and the reason is, um, you've got a group of investors, have they been, have they been, Publicized. They haven't. I think we call them partners so far, but I'm. But, but, I'm, but you haven't announced the name. But I haven't announced that. I, okay. I'm. You know. All right. So open okay. secret. Yeah. Okay. Well, I won't. We won't <laughs> talk about them all. <laughs> sure. Here, so I'm glad. Sure. I'm glad I asked. But it's a, it's a good group of investors. Yeah. So there's always the risk that even if you set up the work token, yep. even if you have TBTC, yep. even if you deliver a functional network, yeah. even if you do one hundred all of these things, yeah. um, and people see the names yeah. of the other investors yeah. and, and there's like a hype score for each project. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Um, you can't control market right? No, so, of course, yeah. So it could go, you know, through the roof and now you're in a position where if you sell out some of the treasury or, or it, it's, it, you're in... No, it's a hard spot. It's a hard spot. And I mean, good, I think... It's a good problem to have, yeah. right? Because that would mean yeah. that, that the launch was smooth, which is yeah. not well, the norm. That's days. true, yeah. And a lot but, of this stuff, it's not, you're not expecting it. You know, a lot of a lot of good necessarily. Anyway, I mean, I think so. This, you know, I've talked a little bit about this when when we started getting involved with Nasari, which is what's good for the project legally, and what's good for the user, and what's good for compliance are all three totally. They're just different things, and that's really unfortunate, right? Because like in an ideal world, we would always be making the choices that are good for the people who use the products, like and for consumers and for retail, and uh, and so it's funny that sometimes. Um, that sort of stuff actually leads to you doing things like, uh, anyway, I can speechify quite a bit, but clarity is good. Um, the settlement stuff, it seems like it's giving us a little bit more, clarity is maybe a stretch, comfort. Comfort, I think, is a word lawyers like to use around stuff like this. Uh, so I feel like we've got a little bit more comfort about where the line is, and that's good. Um, I wish there were more. As we all do. Yeah. Um, what, um, what else keeps you up at night uh, as you think about this 
rollout? Yeah, so one of the things, like, as much as I love to launch and just, like, go big, like, everyone, put your Bitcoin right here. You know, I really think um, the responsible thing to do is to have a tiered launch where we slowly increase the Bitcoin under deposit a lot in the system. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, you know, stuff like that. target in mind of how many Bitcoin you see? Well, my ambition is 10% of the Bitcoin market cap, if I'm being completely frank. Um, that right now, the market cap of Ethereum will not support that to bond. TBC, like, it just won't even do it. Um, so maybe like five percent more. <laughs> more reasonable. But neither of this is reasonable. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have like a, a short-term idea. Um, I think what I want to see is can people start taking loans? You know, like can we see this back die? Um, and if I can see someone get a house or a car without having to sell their crypto, that's the win for me. Um, and then yeah, unfortunately, I think. Security is not always doing the most secure thing. Is not always the thing that's the best for your project success, right? I mean, maybe long term, but short term it's not. So I think we're going to have to do a tiered rollout just to be responsible because I don't want to find out that, you know, an auditor missed something, or obviously we would have had to miss something first, and suddenly like poof, it's gone. And we've seen that happen so many times. If we're trying to convince Bitcoiners to get comfortable with expressive smart contracts, we can't be that project. Yep. You know, so. Um, well, it's great to catch up. Yeah, uh, so finally, uh, we're going to cut this one a little bit short, unfortunately, just because I think that uh, we are at DEFCON 5 and we're starting to hear. Uh, I've been moving around different rooms in this hotel trying to find five places for, for this podcast. Uh, we're starting to hear the, the, the slow footsteps uh, of the happy hour crowd approaching. I get it. you got to get to your rave. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what I'm really trying to say is uh, this conversation is over because it's time for here. Um, although I don't think either of us are going to be upset about that. So um, until next time, uh, uh, real, real quickly, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Um, you know, if you're interested in uh, TBTC in particular, tbtc.network, I would check that one out first. And the rest, you know, I'm on Twitter. So not long ago. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you very much. Until next time, guys, I will see you after I escape from the typhoon here in Osaka. Uh, hopefully next week. This might be the last podcast I ever put on. You know what? We'll be merciful. <laughs> Peace. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. New episodes of Unqualified Opinions go live weekdays at noon Eastern time. You can follow me in the meantime on Twitter at 2BitIdiot if you want to continue the conversation or troll me. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. <laughs>